Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, we'll be discussing the Bitcoin price jumping above 28,000 after 1.5,000 Bitcoin shorts get blown out. And breaking news just in, Saudi Arabia partners with China to build a Chinese oil refinery for 83.7 billion yuan, valued at 12.2 billion dollars. Also breaking news, Jake Paul endorsed SafeMoon gets hacked after introducing a bug in their upgrade. Also Sam Bankman-Fried is charged by the Department of Justice for allegedly bribing Chinese government officials with 40 million dollars. We'll also be discussing Morgan Creek's Yark Yusko says there is no chance that the government can ban Bitcoin. I'll be breaking down why that is. We'll also be discussing Balaji says it's difficult to deny a coordinated assault on Bitcoin amid his $1 million bet. That's right. He bet that Bitcoin would reach $1 million per coin by uh, July 17th. And also we'll be discussing El Salvador's Bitcoin boom, how the world's first crypto nation's big bet is stabilizing its economy, proving critics wrong and paying back its debt. Quoting Stacey Herbert, perfect money needed a great leader for the extraordinary to manifest as it has done in El Salvador. In 500 years from now, President Bukele's transformation of this society will be taught alongside those of the Renaissance, the Enlightenment, ancient Rome and ancient Greece. And quoting Max Kaiser, there is no physics, chemistry, biology, society, galaxy, country, multiverse, particle, poetry, art, consciousness, devoid of some form of governance. Governance isn't the problem. Corruption is. Bitcoin, the hardest money ever, ruled by the soundest governance ever, wins. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in. This is podcast episode number 1235. I am your host, JV, and today is March 29th, 2023, and the entire crypto market is pumping, which we love to see. Bitcoin up over 5% for the day, currently trading at around 28500 500 at the time of this recording. XRP, one of the top gainers, up 9%, trading above 54 cents. I saw it hit 58 cents here this morning. Cardano, also up 7%, trading above 38 cents. And Ethereum, up almost 4%, maintaining just above 
$1,800. And checking out coinmarketcap.com. The market cap is pumping as well. We're just sitting under $1.2 trillion with about $49 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. And the Bitcoin dominance is back on the rise at 46.4% with the Ether dominance at 18.7%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. We have FXS up 17% trading at $8.90 followed by CFX up 17% trading at $0.38 cents, followed by Mask up 14% trading at $6.87 and below that we have Algorand, Lido Dow, and Stacks. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. Massive gains. Long overdue, as you can see, KAS up almost 50%. You have uh, Stacks up 14.5% and Mask up 16.6%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 57 in greed. Yesterday was a 59, last week a 62, and last month a 50, which is neutral. So there you have it. How many of you are pretty pumped up for this price pump? Let me know in the comments below. And what you think of the new cap, Bukele 2024. Show your support. I just got it in the mail, so I'm pretty stoked to be wearing it today day uh, in the show. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts. Bitcoin returned above 28,000 on March 29th as a classic short squeeze took the market to five-day highs. Let's go. As we can see here in the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart, Data from Cointelegraph Market Point Trading View should Bitcoin hitting. Uh, now, I think we hit 28.6 already. The abrupt uptick comes courtesy of exchanges where a band of short was shorts were blown out to remove resistance and allow the higher levels to return back. And as per crypto analytics resource SKU, these shorts were left over from Bitcoin's prior moves and were worth around 1,500 BTC. Quoting him here, looks like the previous bounce was shorted heavily and those shorts just got blown out as he shared alongside this chart. And according to CoinGlass, the total Bitcoin short liquidations for March 29th stood at nearly $20 million at this time, and it's probably much higher now. And monitoring resource material indicators noted additional changes on the Binance Spot order book in anticipation of the March 31st macroeconomic data print from the United States. Traders appear to be preparing for potential buying opportunities should the downside re-enter. Quoting material indicators, meanwhile, price is pumping if the bulls run out of momentum before clearing 20 things may get spicy. Fire chart shows that 25 million in Bitcoin bid liquidity that was stacked above the 200-week moving average was moved down to 23.3, presumably to defend the monthly close coming Friday in a fresh PCE report. Meanwhile, the price is pumping if the bulls run out of momentum before clearing 28,000. Now the Bitcoin price action thus effectively erased any traces of losses uh, as a result of the crypto exchange Binance being targeted by U.S. regulators, as I covered in great detail yesterday, as the CFT has launched some lawsuits against them. And previously, Consensus favored a return to test the lower support levels for the King Crypto, this focusing principally on the 200-week moving average, which sits around the $25,500 mark. Now, SKU, meanwhile, acknowledged that in order for the short-term upside to continue, the bulls would need to muster some serious buying power. Quitting him here, thick-ass liquidity between twenty eight and 30000 would need some sizable market buying to push the through up to here. So there you have it. Let me know if you guys think that 30000 thousand is likely the next target for the king crypto as we continue to pump and breaking news just in saudi arabia partners with china to build a chinese oil refinery for 83.7 billion yuan valued at 12.2 billion dollars that's a pretty big deal i mean with BRICS and all the deals going on right now it makes it very clear that the dollar is doomed especially when you factor in the bank runs and the banks collapsing in real time so only keep in the bank 
what you're willing to afford to lose. That would be my advice to y'all. Now let's break down this safe moon hack. And this is all interesting. Jake Paul obviously once endorsed safe moon. And to me, safe moon always looked like a scam, but hey, it is what it is. Safe moon, a project previously endorsed by celebrities and social influencers like Jake Paul and Soldier Boy announced its liquidity pool had been compromised without revealing further details about the attack. Safe moon confirmed it is undertaking steps to resolve the issue as soon as possible. Like many other crypto projects in 2021, safe moon was backed by numerous celebrities. However, a lawsuit from February of 2020 alleged that musicians such as Nick Carter, Soulja Boy, Little Yachty, and YouTubers like Jake Paul and Ben Phillips mimic real-life Ponzi schemes by misleading investors to purchase SafeMoon tokens under the pretext of unrealized profits. Yeah, and investigating the SafeMoon hack shows that the attacker made away with approximately 27000 BNB worth approximately $9 million. SafeMoon has yet to respond to this request for comment, but moreover, users have been barred from posting comments on the announcement that revealed the LP compromise. This is the original tweet from SafeMoon, which they shared on the 28th yesterday. To the SafeMoon community, we want to inform you that our LP has been compromised. We're taking swift action in an attempt to resolve the issue as soon as possible. Follow here for updates and thank you for your support. Now, blockchain investigator PeckShield narrowed the problem to a recent software upgrade as a potential culprit that introduced the bug. A public burn function introduced in the latest upgrade allegedly allows users to burn tokens from other addresses. That's not a good look. Community member DeFi Mark explained that the attacker used the vulnerability to remove safe moon tokens, causing an artificial spike in the token's price. The attacker took advantage of the situation and sold off the tokens at an inflated price. The attacker left a note along with the transaction, which says, hey, relax, we are accidentally front-running an attack against you. We would like to return the fund, set up secure communication channel. Let's talk. And until Safe Moon officially announces a resolution, investors are advised against investing in the project to avoid possible loss of funds. I would say that again. And following a recent uh, security incident related to illicit access to hot wallets, Bitcoin ATM manufacturer General Bytes plans to reimburse customers that lost funds. Now, the hack has caused a loss of 56 Bitcoin and 21.82 Ether, cumulatively worth nearly 1.9 million dollars. So there you have it. Avoid ish coins at all costs. And again, only invest what you're willing to lose. I mean, common sense, right? And with that being shared, now let's break down the latest of what's going on with Sam Bankman Freed. He just caught another charge for allegedly bribing Chinese officials. You can't make this stuff up. The disgraced co-founder of the collapsed crypto exchange FTX is being slapped with a whole new round of criminal charges. According to new court documents, former crypto billionaire Bankman Freed is now being charged by the U.S. Department of Justice for allegedly bribing Chinese officials with tens of millions of dollars. Not surprising to me. In a new superseding indictment submitted by the Southern District of the New York District Court today, prosecutors representing the United States review the charges against Bankman Freed, quoting them here, from at least in or about 2019 up to and including in or about November 2022, Bankman Freed, the defendant, corrupted the operations of the crypto companies he founded and controlled, including FTX and Alameda Research, through a pattern of fraudulent schemes that victimized FTX customers, investors, financial institutions, lenders, and 
and the Federal Election Commission. The prosecution alleges SBF stole customer deposits to keep his frauds afloat, to make speculative investments, contribute to charities, and make himself rich. They also insinuate that SBF tried to buy off American politicians before alleging that SBF also tried to bribe the Chinese government officials. I think SBF lost, missed his calling. He should have been uh, a politician, right? He also conspired to bribe one or more Chinese government officials in order to regain access to Alameda trading accounts that had been frozen by Chinese law enforcement authorities. Shout out to the Chinese for not accepting the bribe because regulators in the United States you can't say the same thing about the document goes on to allege that SBF's attempted bribery ran a price tag of at least $40 million. SBF's representatives have yet to comment on the new allegations at the time of this publishing, but things aren't looking too pretty for Bankman Freed and his scheme of empires, you know, which he was uh, perpetuating with his fraud. So hopefully that all catches up to him. And with that being shared, now let's discuss our next uh, story of the day. And that's Morgan Creek's Mark Yusko says there is no chance that the government can ban Bitcoin and shares why. That's right. Mark Yusko says that a U.S. government ban on Bitcoin would not stop the king crypto in its tracks, meaning you can't stop it. In a new interview with Paul Barron, the crypto veteran says people are wrong when they suggest the government can ban Bitcoin. I agree 100%. He argues that U.S. Bitcoin Bitcoin hodlers are just a small portion of the global Bitcoin hodlers, and the leading crypto would continue to thrive in the federal if the federal government prohibits it. Quitting him here, people forget 80% of Bitcoin is held outside the United States. Americans only own 20% of it, and if Americans own zero of it, it would still function every single day. If there were no nodes in the United States, if they made it illegal to run a node, if they made it illegal to move your money in and out through fiat on-ramps and off-ramps, Bitcoin wouldn't care. Facts. Yusko also says the Bitcoin is popular in countries like Nigeria because its native currency is losing value against gold and BTC. Quitting him again, Bitcoin is the most popular currency in Nigeria today because the Nigerian Naira or Nara is going into the toilet like the Turkish Lira and the Argentinian Peso or the Venezuelan Bolivar. So all of those assets are deteriorating in value relative to things like gold and Bitcoin. Yusko believes that virtual assets will see mass adoption by the time of his sixth month old granddaughter is using currency quoting him again she will never know paper money she will never know a leather wallet she will know digital wallet she will know digital money hopefully not cbdc's bitcoin uh etal but ultimately the transactions is a fundamental and as certain as every other major technological transformation that we have had in history but at a time when you're going through it everybody dismisses it as a fad that's why that's why we create these great opportunities. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Yusko that the government cannot ban it. And to watch this video he did entitled Banking Crisis versus Bitcoin Adoption with Mark Yusko, check the show notes below the video in the description. And now let's break down our next story of the day. Remember the ex-former Coinbase Chief Technology Officer Balaji came out with that prediction that Bitcoin would hit a million dollars in 90 days. In fact, he even bet, uh, I believe now, $2 million wager on that. So if it doesn't hit it, he's going to have to pay up. But let's break down his latest with what he has to share. And then we're going to dive deeper into the El Salvador Bitcoin boom and what it means for Bitcoin adoption worldwide. So yeah, this is very interesting. Uh, the former CTO of Coinbase on Tuesday said that it's difficult to deny an coordinated assault on Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin. I feel we're witnessing that in uh, firsthand as well, not just Bitcoin, but the entire crypto industry. We can see on the crackdown and Operation Chokepoint. But anyways, uh, he shared about Operation Chokepoint 2.0 on Twitter and shared a summary by Cooper and Kirk, a law firm that had sued the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, better known as the FDIC, Federal Reserve, and the Office of Controller of the Currency in the past. That's right. Cooper and Kirk said the agency's backroom war is unlawful and unconstitutional. Congress should perform its duty and rein in these regulatory abuses. I agree with that 100%. I feel the regulators are taking advantage of the crypto industry and suppressing the prices to the best of their abilities. Now, um, Balaji tweeted, freedom will push back at national and the state uh, level. Uh, very bold words. It's hard to deny now that there is a coordinated assault on the King Crypto, but freedom will push back at the national and state level. The agency's backroom war is unlawful and unconstitutional. Let me know if you agree or disagree. And last week, he made his bold prediction. He said the Bitcoin price would skyrocket to a million dollars by June 17th due to the rapid devaluing of the U.S. dollar in the coming months. Do you think what do you think I should ask is the probability of the Bitcoin price actually hitting that $1 million mark? Uh, Max Kaiser, a few days ago, he said he feels there is a 30% probability. But also keep in mind, even if there is a 1% probability, we're ultimately saying there is a chance. So, hey, relentless optimism. Let's go. Let's rein in. And now let's break down our next story of the day before we dive into the live Q&A. And that's to discuss the latest of what's happening in Bitcoin country in El Salvador. And this is a mainstream article. I typically don't cover the mainstream articles because usually they're filled with FUD. So, hey, this is in its rare form. This is coming from Yahoo. When El Salvador's president, Nayib Bokele, made the controversial decision to make Bitcoin a legal tender in his country, many people were skeptical and concerned about the potential risks, as they should have been, right? Bokele they announced on Twitter that the country would purchase one Bitcoin each day starting on November 18th of 2022. How is it going now in 2023? Well, the latest news out of El Salvador suggests the government's bet on cryptocurrency is paying off. According to the Treasury Minister Alejandro Zelaya, the government has successfully repaid one of its two outstanding $800 million bonds with the IMF. This move is likely to allay concerns uh, about a potential default, which had grown amid the country's adoption of the King Crypto. He also announced the news via Twitter on January 23rd, highlighting the government's commitment to meeting its debt obligations and proving the skeptics wrong. Bukele tweeted, well, we just paid off in full $800 million plus interest, but of course, almost no one is covering the story. Well, I sure did. The government still owes $367 million plus interest on an additional bond set to mature in January of 2025, but the successful repayment of the 2023 bond is a positive sign for the country's financial stability. Let's also keep in mind we have a big Bitcoin halving set to occur in approximately one more year, so I think El Salvador is looking pretty pretty at the moment. Now, what initially started as a largely controversial uh thing of paying off Bitcoin, uh, using their Bitcoin in many aspects of the blockchain-based asset, had began to rebound. GameStop Corp's NFT marketplace has seen a considerable boom, and some of the top NFT projects on the platform has seen volume spike as high as 21,446%. And similarly, leading NFT marketplaces, startup GameFlip recently crossed 900,000 raise from retail investors in their active equity uh, crowdfunding uh, raise. Now let's get back to Bitcoin as a legal tender. The 
small Central American country made headlines in 2021. The legislation required all businesses within the country to accept Bitcoin as a form of payment for goods and services, granting the same status as traditional fiat currencies. And what does that mean? That means ultimately, if you're a business owner in El Salvador, it's required by law to be able to accept Bitcoin Pretty cool, right? I wish we can say the same thing in the United States. Now, the Shivo wallet, the wallet created by the government of El Salvador, said that 2.2 million Salvadorians were onboarded just one month after Bitcoin became the world's first country's legal tender. And to encourage adoption, every user who successfully downloaded the app immediately received $30 in Bitcoin. And that was uh, by early 2022. About half the Salvadorans have downloaded the app. So the Bitcoin bet has been met with mixed reactions from international organizations and government which continue to perpetuate FUD, you know, with many expressing their concerns about potential risks that may arise from the use of crypto, the International Monetary Fund, <laughs> I should say the International Monetary Fraud, recently issued a statement on El Salvador's decision to accept Bitcoin as a legal tender, cautioning against potential risks associated with such adoption. Yeah, risks such as it's not in their best interest, uh, referring to the banks. Now, although there has not been any significant risk thus far following El Salvador's adoption of the King Crypto, they noted it's important for authorities to be vigilant when providing government exposure to digital assets. And according to the statement, crypto markets are still largely speculative and unpredictable in nature and should have been approached with caution for El Salvador's economy to be safeguarded against potential losses. It sounds like Bukele actually knows what he is doing. So shout out to him. The IMF also highlighted the importance of transparency when dealing with crypto transactions and emphasized that it is crucial for regulators to ensure they remain compliant with anti-money laundering laws and regulations and advised El Salvador to develop effective regulatory frameworks aimed at mitigating financial stability risks associated with crypto use. Now, El Salvador appears undeterred by the IMF's recommendations. Good for them. And in January, its Congress approved a digital securities law, paving the way for the country to raise funds through the issuance of the world's first sovereign blockchain bond coming soon to a theater near you. And the law allows for the use of blockchain technology in the issuance, trading, and clearing of securities, enabling greater efficiency and transparency in the process. The additional step forward for the country could potentially attract investment from tech-savvy investors looking for new opportunities in the crypto market. And quoting uh, one of my favorite people, Stacey Herbert, perfect money needed a great leader for the extraordinary to manifest as it has done in El Salvador. And 500 years from now, President Bukele's transformation of his society will be taught alongside those of the Renaissance, the Enlightenment, ancient Rome, and ancient Greece. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, there is no physics, chemistry, biology, society, galaxy, country, multiverse, particle, poetry, art, consciousness, the void of some form of governance. Governance isn't the problem. Corruption is. Bitcoin, the hardest money ever, ruled by the soundest governance ever, wins. Facts. So there you have it. Now, I personally love the fact uh, of what El Salvador is doing. I'm looking forward to the Bitcoin bonds and just Bitcoin country in general, leading the way and paving the way for Bitcoin adoption around the world. So shout out to uh, Bukele, the greatest president of our time. Yeah, I mean, and I truly mean that. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.